What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate the continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of March 4th, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod. On Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and the host site is march4th.podbean.com. You made it here, so you found me somehow, and I greatly appreciate you spending some time with me, man. If you do love the show, feel free to subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. You can listen on major platforms like Apple, iHeart, Spotify, the aforementioned host site Podbean, and other apps like Himalaya and Podcast Addict. And if you want to take the time, it would mean a lot to me to leave a review on Apple. Leave a comment. It helps the show rank higher. And ultimately, that's a great thing because these conversations get out to more people. And that's the end game, man, is to use the show as a source of positivity to inspire you all to go chase down your dreams in your lives with these conversations about perseverance and moving forward. So with all that out the way, how you doing? How you doing, huh? In all seriousness, I hope everybody's doing well. I mentioned on the last show that we... uh, um, that we're closing on, uh, closing in on 5,000 downloads over here for the podcast, man. And that's just really crazy and awesome to me uh, as somebody who's doing this because I truly love to do it. I love conversations with people. I love meeting people from different walks of life. I love getting inspired, and there's a lot of things that inspire me. So it's, it's really humbling to me that uh, I think in the last year, people have listened to the show from like 14 or 15 different countries. And I started this podcast back in 2012 and had a hiatus and meandered in my twenties and took different routes along the way. Like we all do, you know, you don't, you don't stay necessarily on a linear path in life. And I certainly didn't. And so to come back into this last year, kind of full bore and, and really commit to it and give you guys consistent shows, um, it's really cool to me that of the lifetime of the podcast, you know, and like I said, I've had this bad boy since 2012 and stepped away from it for a few years at, on a hiatus and didn't really do it consistently, really getting back into it in this last year and just seeing within the last year alone that people have listened to like 14, 15 different countries and, and that the show is now closing in on like 5,000 lifetime download, downloads going back to when it was Bauman's Breakdown before I revamped it and switched the name. And gave it more of a direction. It's 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 truly humbling, and I really appreciate it. So, all the people who know me personally, who are checking out the show, family, friends, you know I love you guys. And for all of you out there too who are checking out the show, people that I've never met, man, who listen to this show consistently, uh, I love y'all too, and I truly appreciate it, man. At the end of the day, like I said, the end game is to just inspire people, and I'm just trying to do what I can to to make a little ripple effect in the waters that I swim in in my life, man. So when my time's up, hopefully I can leave this behind and know that I led a good path in life. And while I may have not always stayed on the straight and narrow, we all mess up at times, but that uh, I was a good peop- or good dude to the people that I know, man, So um, and, and to the people who listen to this show. So it means a lot, man. So thank you for that. And on that note, whether you're new to the show, whether you're a returning listener, I have a lot of musicians on the show because music is one of my loves in life. It's gotten me through a lot of tough times. Um, there's records that that I'll put on that to this day, it, you know, it's it's weird. Music is like almost like another sense. You know what I mean? It's uh, you listen to a song and it takes you right back to those memories that you associate either the first time you heard it, or 
you know, something impactful in your life that happened. And then sometimes there's things that happen in your life and, and you now listen to a song or hear it in a different way. So just how much music inspires me, I obviously have a lot of musicians on the show. But that being said, you know, one thing that I, I really had on my mind going into 2021 was that I really wanted to diversify the show a little bit more, especially with the theme of it being perseverance and moving forward. I didn't want to paint myself in a corner and only do one thing. As much as I love music, I really wanted to expand and really think about that theme because there's perseverance and inspiration that I draw from multiple areas and avenues in life, and I'm sure you do as well. So that's why I've had you know a couple business owners on here and, and really want to step outside just the musical realm and not just have every, every episode be within that, that genre, you know? So with that being said, this week's guest is a guy by the name of Randy Reno. He is a wrestler based out of Georgia. He's wrestled with Face to Face. He's wrestled with Deep South. He's held a CWFG Passion of Wrestling Championship belt. He's also the longest holder of the world heavyweight title in Face to Face Wrestling history, in addition to other titles across Georgia and in the South. And he's got an interesting story, man, uh, as you guys will hear. A little bit arrogant, I'm not going to lie, of all the guests that I've had on this show. This guy's definitely got a lot of machismo, as I like to say, a lot of bravado, and he prides himself on that. But nonetheless, we had an interesting conversation, and he's got an interesting story, and one that I really thought uh, fit the theme of this podcast of perseverance and moving forward as far as being a guy that... uh, made the trek to go to Georgia, a lot of rich wrestling history in the South, and he's making a dent down there and making his name. So without further ado, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with wrestler Randy Reno. Here it is. today's episode of the podcast we've got randy reno a wrestler based in georgia randy how you doing man thank you for taking time for the podcast brother oh well first of all michael that introduction it was terrible so i need you to start it over say with a little bit more passion put a little bravado into it so go again okay all right all right I, i respect that the best of your generation wrestling for Deep South Wrestling out of Georgia, originally from Reno slash Las Vegas, Nevada. Randy Reno, welcome to the podcast. Michael, much better, much better. Here's a little golf clap for you. Much better, <laughs> all right? How can so, I help you today? So, Randy, uh, you're looking sharp as always, my man. You got the threads on. Uh, I, I like to like to dress nice. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you've, you've shown me up today. People can't see what you're wearing, but you've got a nice – what what is that? That, that so, It's kind of like a furs. Like, what, what are we talking about so people now, listen to Mitchell, this? Mitchell, this is a $30,000 elk vest imported from Greece. Well, now, it's, my, it's Michael. It's not afford, Mitchell. Well, oh, I'm – Whatever your name is, it doesn't matter. But I know you can't afford it. I know people listening at home probably can't afford it. But if you ever become good at something in your life, I highly recommend it. Again, imported from Greece. But thank you. I always do try to look my best because when you're looking your best, you feel your best and you perform your best. I agree with that. Now, how, how does one get a vest like that from Greece? You know, because there might be people listening to this that want to get on your level someday. I mean, how does that how do you get something like that from Greece to Georgia? 
Well, first of all, no one can be on my level. You can be the second best of your generation or maybe the third best, but you have to be the best of your generation. Okay. That's me, Randy Reno. So keep dreaming. Probably not going to happen for a majority of you, but if you ever do, let me know. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so Randy, I, I want you to take me back a little bit, my friend. That's usually like where I like to go on these, on these bad boys. I like to know the impetus of how somebody becomes the best at what they, they do like yourself. So where, where did you grow up originally and, and what wrestlers did you look up to on your path to becoming the best of your generation? So I was originally born in Reno, Nevada, quickly moved to Las Vegas, Nevada, the Windy City. Um, that's where I first fell in love with wrestling. Um, been watching it my whole life. Obviously, my, I grew up in one of the greatest eras of wrestling, the Attitude Era. So I was watching, you know, Stone Cold, The Rock, um, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, of course, the GOAT, Ric Flair. So I, I try to take a little bit from each of those guys. Those are those guys I really like to watch and really like to study. Now, did you say Las Vegas was the windy city? Because I, I feel like myself and a lot of people listening to this might might believe that that would be Chicago, Illinois. Well, my, we got different opinions. I don't know where you're from. Clearly, you're not from Las Vegas. So, but it's the windy city, the Big Apple, Sin City. It, you know, it's got a lot of different nicknames. All right. Okay. Okay. I guess you, you know, the mountains and whatnot out there. You know, I guess it could could technically be a little windy. So, so wrestling wise, so you said you take, you take stuff from, from a lot of those guys. There's a lot of, a lot of good names in there. The attitude era. Uh, I loved, uh, I loved both of them growing up. I was a big sting guy myself, WCW, big sting guy, um, big wolf pack guy. Mm -hmm. Some, yeah. some might say Randy that, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're a bit of a heel in, in terms of the business name. How do you feel about that? When you go into the, to the ring, to the arenas and, and people boo you, I, I think I've even seen a photo on your Instagram of, of somebody that's in their seventies or eighties, giving you the bird. Um, I mean, I feel, oh. I feel like you really got to tick off somebody that's in the elderly population to, to really make them want to give you the finger. I mean, how do you feel about being sort of well, this villain that you are? I don't appreciate that from the fans. I mean, I'm an honest man, never cheated in my life. There may be some videos that have been edited that show otherwise, but that's all hogwash. I mean, every night I go out there and I perform to my best. I've never lied to these fans. I've never cheated them or swindled them. I give it everything I got every night. And to that elderly gentleman, he's just jealous. You know, I have a much better facial hair than he would ever have. I'm young. I'm fit. I mean, look, well, you can't see what I'm wearing at home, but this is $30,000. I live a lavish lifestyle. So a lot of people are jealous. That happens a lot in this industry, and I'm okay with it. I'm secure with it. If you want to boo me, boo me, but just know I am the best of your generation. Yeah, I, you know, it's, times are tough. I don't know a lot of people could afford in, imported uh, threads like Probably that from, not. from Greece. That's but true. You know, going back to when you were a kid, um, you look like somebody that I know, man. I, I got to be honest. There, there's this guy I grew up with. Uh, his name's John, and uh, he was hilarious. I mean, we played sports together. What, Wait, let me cut you off. Do you, get, know, do you get that a lot? Do you get that I a lot? I do get that a lot. I have a, a, this beautiful face, these perfect uh, symmetry on my face. So a lot of people think I look like a lot of people they know. Yeah. But no, that's not true. I've never been to wherever you're from. 
Um, probably some Toledo, Ohio. City. That's where I'm from. Toledo, yeah, some one horse city I've never heard of. So no, okay. I'm not that person. Well, what I'm if sure you have fans in, in, in Toledo, Randy, and you just called it a one horse town? I mean, it's the glass city. There's a lot of hardworking blue collar people from there. Tony Paco's Mash. You oh know? wow, Mash! I didn't know about Mash, but I don't care. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> okay. But that's good for them. Good for them. Put that little meat on your hot dog. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, before we got too far into this, I just, I just thought I'd mention that you, you definitely have a doppelganger. His name's John. Uh, but anyway, back to the wrestling being the best of your generation. Okay, so, like so that. as a kid, it, you know, you mentioned the attitude area, like we talked about a lot of great wrestling in the nineties. When was your first match? What was the wrestling scene like in Las Vegas? So actually I didn't actually start wrestling in Las Vegas. Um, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, um, to become a wrestler. Um, and actually my first match took a little bit to get there. What happened is when I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, um, I was trained by the great Teddy Long um, and they needed a referee. So actually he took me under his wing and trained me to be a referee. Now this is where facts can get construed because one side says one thing, one side says the other thing. Here's the real story about what happened with me as a referee. Teddy Long saw my potential, obviously. He saw how good I was doing, took me under his wing, his tutelage, if you will. I mean, Teddy Long, one of the greatest who's ever done it as a referee, as a general manager, little too much with the undertaker. He's always talking about one-on-one with the undertaker. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> but jealousy can be a very, a very uh, maddening thing. So Teddy Long, he saw me. I became the youngest senior official in the history of probably the world. Um, I'm not a scientist, so I can't really verify that, but it, it's right. probably true. No need to fact check that. But as I became better and better at becoming the most senior referee, Teddy Long got jealous. So he started reversing decisions in my matches. Now, some people must say, Randy, you were clearly favoring wrestlers you like. No, that's not me. I mean, I've never lied to anybody, never swindled them. All false, all rumors. But Teddy Long, he couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle someone else getting all the spotlight. So he went ahead and he fired me in a very public and demeaning way. Now, a lot of people would have taken that, would have quit the business, gone back home. Not Randy Reno, not the best of your generation. I took that negative, turned it into a positive. I trained to become a wrestler day in and day out, even though he fired me. And you know what I did? I came back and that's how I became the best of your generation. So as much as I hate that little pea brain, insignificant Teddy Long, if it wasn't for him overextending his power, trying to bring me down, I never would have flourished how I flourished, like the little butterfly I am, like the peacock that I grew up to be, how I flew away from his little nest. So Teddy Long, if you're listening, probably not, but you, maybe you are, because I know you miss me. Who doesn't miss me? But thank you. At the same time, if I ever see you, I'm going to smack you right in your little pea brain. But that's how I got started into wrestling. Okay. So, so you know, like the old saying goes, a setback is a setup for a comeback. And you turn that negative into a positive. Now, for people Correct. listening, and you can elaborate as much or as little as you'd like to, Randy, but face-to-face wrestling with, was with Teddy Long, correct? And there was a very public lawsuit involved in there was. that. That is so, correct. So, so take us behind the curtains a little bit, or, or, or maybe you can't because of legal reasons, but what exactly happened with that in, in that transition from being so, a referee to, to who you are now? As I said, I was, you know, refereeing matches right down the middle, not favoring either wrestler. 
but Teddy Long saw it otherwise. Some fans were in his ear yelling falsities and lies. And Teddy, like I said, he fired me in a very public way, very demeaning way. And I filed a lawsuit. I got myself one of the best lawyers. Um, what happened with the lawsuit, though, was my lawyer was currently in prison um, mm. when we filed the lawsuit. Uh, so we missed a few court dates. Things got shuffled around. And uh, we agreed to part ways on uh, part ways on it. He let me become a wrestler. And in my contract with them as a referee, and that's how we went from there. That's all I can really say on the matter. My lawyer is still in prison, uh, but when he gets out, shout out to you. Um, you really did nothing, so you won't be getting paid. So, okay, so how, how does somebody, I mean, and I'm not well-versed in the, in the, the, the books of, of law, uh, but, uh, but, but how, does, how does one become the best lawyer but, but end up behind bars? I guess I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand the dichotomy of that situation there. Well, first of all, I don't appreciate using words I don't know. Um, so that word that start with the D, you can edit that one Dichotomy, out. Dichotomy, okay. Words. But anyways, um, you know, he was supposed to be one of the best lawyers. I think he got into some bird law, if you will, trouble. Um, okay. Something with a parakeet. Not quite sure all the details. Again, a lot of birds, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not a, uh, a lawyer of any kind, um, but he is still in prison, but... I'm free and doing well, so I got no complaints. I'm sure he does, but no complaints out of Randy Reno. So, okay, so so transitioning now into becoming Randy Reno, okay, talk to me about that transition. So you get out of the lawsuit, you're allowed to be a wrestler now, and eventually you become the champ, the CWFG Passion of Wrestling champion. Walk me through Climbing that ladder, Randy Reno, for kids listening to this, maybe they're going to be inspired. They're, they're watching you. They're watching, you know, AEW, WWE, all that stuff out there right now. I mean, how does that happen? How do you go from this, this public battle with Teddy Long, a guy who's been in the business a long time. You even mentioned, despite the lawsuit, he helped you get your start. How do you work your way up the ladder to become a champion like that? So what you got to do is you got to put in the work every day, every night, you got to put in the work especially in this wrestling business, if you don't have a passion for it, if you don't have a love for it, you'll never make it. Cause it's not easy. You can ask anybody, nobody just gets to the top. You're not handed anything in this business. You got to work each step of the way for it. So what I did, I went back to ground zero. I trained day in and day out, right from the very beginning. And you mentioned one of the, one of my title reigns, I'm actually the longest holder of the world heavyweight title in face-to-face wrestling history. That okay. Is a fact. Now that is my just apologies. one of the promotions. I'm sorry. My apologies. My apologies. Well, save that for somebody else. All right. So that is just one of my many title reigns. I've won titles in various promotions across Georgia and the South. Um, I've wrestled in different states now. So what I learned from Teddy Long is not to get stuck in one place, get stuck with one person who's power hungry, such as Teddy. So I've expanded my wings. I've wrestled in Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia. Uh, the island of Barbados, where I defended a tag team title championship. So <clears throat> to answer your question, if you want to be in this business of professional wrestling, you have to be willing to make sacrifices. You have to be willing to put in the work day in and day out. You have to put in the work. You have to listen to people saying it's fake and it's this and it's that. Let me tell you something. There is nothing fake about hitting that mat. There is nothing fake about being slammed on that ring. You cannot fake gravity. Um, there's a lot of fake people in wrestling. That's for sure. There's a lot of fake friends. 
lot of fake people who think they know what they're talking about. But the main thing is you have to put in the work. You have to love this business. You have to have the passion for it. If you do all that, just maybe you might be the second best of your generation or the third best. Make it very clear. You can never be the best of your generation because that is Randy Reno. Now, who, who are some of the wrestlers or some of the people that you train with, Randy, that you want to give a shout out for? I mean, obviously, you're the best of your generation. We've established that multiple times now. Uh, you've referenced yourself in the third person. A little weird, but that's OK. I get wow. it. Um, but who are some of the people that you'd like to maybe give some credit to on that that ladder that you climbed to being the best of your generation? First and foremost, I want to give credit to myself, um, okay. Randy Reno. Obviously, I put in all the work, but um, there are some people who helped me along the way. Uh, Prince Kai, what up, man? Uh, he put in a lot of work with me. Shoot Taylor, uh, Jacob Johnson, um, this guy, the one Brian James. Um, we used to be friends. Currently, we are not. Uh, he betrayed me. Um, that's another story for another time. Okay. You know, shout out to all those guys put in the work. Um, we may have trained together, but since there's only a couple spots at the top, so everybody's going for the same spot. So yes, we train together. Yes, we're friendly sometimes. But in this business, it's lonely at the top. I mean, you have to want it. You have to be at the top on yourself. Um, everybody's gunning for each other. That's just the way the business is. So shout out to those guys. I still hope I do better than you, though. And I so, will. So for people who haven't seen you wrestle, Randy, what, what can they expect if they come to see you in person? Are, do you like to go off the top rope? Are you a guy who considers yourself to have a good ground game? You're obviously quite the showman. I mean, what, what can people expect when they come to see a Randy Reno match? Well, first of all, if anybody wants to see a Randy Reno match, uh, you can go to randyreno.com. A majority of my matches are on there as long as some merch. I mean, a lot of you could probably use a new shirt, uh, maybe a new uh, koozie. It's getting summer out there. Um, whenever this will air, you can buy some koozie, some shirts, some pictures of your yours truly that's randyreno.com um but as far as my style goes um i'm not really a top rope kind of guy um i don't like doing all that flying high risk stuff i like to take calculated risk um i'm more of a technician more of a ground and pound physical kind of guy i mean you can't see it at home but you know these are 22 inch arms we got over here you know this is 169 pounds of pure muscle um so I like to outthink my opponents. I mean, a lot of guys, let's be honest, are going to be bigger than me. Um, a lot of guys are stronger. A lot of guys are faster, and that's fine. But no one is as smart as Randy Reno. Nobody is as cunning as Randy Reno. Some more of a thinking man's wrestler, if you will. Um, some people say I bend the rules. I break the rules. No, no. Like I said, I've never cheated. Um, some of these rules need to be interpreted a different way, and I just interpret them to my advantage. Um, so that's, I'm more of a thinking man's wrestler to answer your question. Well, just to, just to interject real quick, uh, you know, interpreting the rules, I, I, you know, some might say that be, that might be a version of cheating, Randy. I mean, well, if, you, if you view them differently than let's say nine out of 10 people view them, you being the only exception, I mean, some may say that cheating kind of well, like being evasive is the same thing as lying, you know, those nine people are probably losers. And they probably never wanted anything in their life. So okay. those nine losers, you can go jerk off somewhere because Randy Reno's the winner <laughs> and I got to do what I got to do. All right. There's only one spot at the top and that's where the money is. And if you want to be on top, I mean, some of these rules are from the 1900s. I mean, get out of here with that. 
I do what I need to do. Winners win. Like Al Davis said, just win, baby. So Al Davis, shout out to my man. I know you're around here somewhere up in the clouds. Just win, baby. And I take that to heart. Okay. So you're a Raiders fan too. I got you. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Shout out to the Las Vegas Raiders. Super Bowl coming real soon. Las Vegas Knights. Uh, I feel Stanley Cup coming too. I feel Stanley Cup coming. I'm not sure when this will air, but we, I might be at the parade. As soon as they advance to the Stanley Cup finals, they're behind right now um, at the time of this recording. But you might see me at the parade, Mikey. Now, have you have you had a chance to go there just while we're on the subject of that, watching these sports teams come to Las Vegas? One might say your hometown, obviously, Reno initially, but Reno and Vegas are basically like, you know, like big brother, little brother, right? Yeah. I mean, what's it been like for you to see the professional sports scene start to explode out there? There's rumors of an NBA team. I mean, do you do you get a chance to interact with any of these guys as the best of your generation? I mean, I'm sure they're aware of your talents and what you're doing in Georgia. Well, obviously, I have, uh, you know, box seats to the Vegas Knights, box seats to the Raiders. Um, they take good care of me. Uh, winners appreciate winners, obviously. But the city's booming, man. It's kind of just like me. I mean, five years ago, there was nothing out there besides gambling. Now we got two pro sports, two champions on the way, just like Randy Reno. Five years ago, nobody heard of me. I was a nobody. But now I'm the best of your generation, the beacon of bravado. So that's how quickly things can change, not only in uh sports world, but in life too. If you put your mind to it, ain't no stopping you. Now, why Georgia, Randy? I mean, that's quite the that's quite the shift, both from uh from just a vibe standpoint, you know, living on the West Coast and going to the the southeast in, in Atlanta, the Georgia area. I mean, how did that opportunity come about? What was the impetus for you leaving Las Vegas? The impetus was uh, to become a pro wrestler, to be trained by um, some of the greatest minds of all time. Um, so shout out to Mr. Curtis Hughes. He was my original trainer. Okay. Um, for those of you that don't know, he did indeed have the Undertaker's earn for a little bit um, in the early 90s. But he's a wonderful trainer. And going back, Teddy Long, I want to be trained by the best. He's one of the best in the business, one of the best minds. Um, did I know he betrayed me? No. But, you know, it was a chance I had to take. Um it paid off in the end. Sometimes you just got to take chances like that. So I moved from Las Vegas to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, no regrets. Sometimes you got to make a big change to make big changes in your life. What have been some of your favorite parts about those changes, about being in Atlanta? For people who haven't been to that area, have never been to the city of Atlanta, have never been to the southeast. I mean, there's obviously, as you pointed out, a lot of rich wrestling history uh, in the Southeast, obviously a lot, a lot of wrestling history in Florida, Tampa as well with the Hulkster down in that area. If my memory serves me right, like what's it, what's it like being, being in that melting pot of just, you know, a place that's really rich in history with wrestling. So yeah, that is a, another great point, uh, Mitchell, that there is just great. Well, it's, it's Michael. It's, it's Michael, but you can call uh, me yeah, Mike. whatever, whatever I'm talking. Can I finish? Can I finish? Yeah. I, Go ahead. Sure. Can I answer yeah. your question? Yeah. Okay. There is a great wrestling tradition in Georgia. Um, you had the NWA, you had Mid-South, um, so many great promotions down here. You can feel it when you come down to Georgia. It's the wrestling area, wrestling town, um, and you never know who you're going to run into. Sometimes at training, various legends have come in. Um, the Iron Sheik has been in, another legend, so shout out to Iron Sheik. Um, so you never know who you're going to run into down here. Such rich history. And you want to be a part of that. You want to be a part of it, but also build on top of that. Yeah, I mean, 
I would imagine that's a great place to cut your teeth. And as you said, you've, you've become a champion at multiple levels and you're now I see you're wrestling with deep South. I was actually watching a, 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 a match you won a couple months ago. You beat Bryce Cannon. Um, some might say that was a little controversial, but we don't have to get into that, but, but I don't know about that, but, um, but now you're yeah. with deep South. Tell, tell people a little bit about deep South now. Yeah, Deep South, one of the promotions that um, I am working for, they pay me a lot of money, as you can tell. That's how good I am. Um, that is run by Nick Patrick, former referee um, with WCW and WWE, um, one-time member of the NWO. Some may say he has a checkered past, kind of like me. Um, but me and Nick get along great. Um, he needs to hire some new referees. Um, some of his referees have screwed me multiple times. Now, my match against Bryce Cannon, I did what I had to do. Um, to win that match. Some may say I interpret the rules different on that match. They're losers. I'm a winner. But uh, Bryce Cannon, the frat daddy, hell of a competitor. On that day, outsmarted by Randy Reno. But yeah, Deep South Wrestling is up and coming. Nick is actually uh, rebuilding the brand his father made famous uh, back in the 70s and 80s. So all of you who want to check out Deep South Wrestling, go to deepsouthwrestling.com. I believe once every couple months, he releases a new episode. Um, it's all online, all on the website. Again, DeepSouthWrestling.com. Um, you can see yours truly, Randy Reno. Um, several other great superstars, like you mentioned, um, Bryce Cannon, Prince Kai, Shu Taylor, Jacob Johnson, um, the one Brian James. A lot of great and up-and-coming wrestlers there, just carrying on the tradition of uh, Deep South Wrestling. Yeah, you you mentioned uh, before too being being a little guy, you know, and I and I mean no offense, I mean no offense, Mister Reno, but but as 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 a little guy out there, I mean, you talked about growing up in the Attitude Area. Do you take anything, you know, in particular for inspiration wise when you look at like a, a Shawn Michaels or an X Pac? Uh, you know, you mentioned you're not a high flyer, but you look at a guy like Rey Mysterio for a long time has has had a, a rich rich wrestling history. I mean. Are you still one of the little guys in deep South wrestling as well? So first of all, the little guy term, I find very derogatory. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Well, I just, you know, I'm just being real. You mentioned that you were a little smaller at 169. I mean, well, I'm not much using, again, smaller. All right. My height is lower than some of these other wrestlers, but I'm just as big mentally, okay. physically, just as powerful. But to answer your question, um, I do watch a lot of tape on Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid. I watch a lot of tape on Eddie Guerrero, um, another guy around my height. Um, I watch a lot of tape on uh, Chris Jericho, um, who's still wrestling to this day at a very high level. So those are some of the guys that I study. Um, I take what they did good, put into my repertoire, throw out what they did bad. Um, but yeah, those are some of the guys I study. Ray Mysterio, again, more of a high flyer, but he's got a lot of heart. He's been in the business very long. Um, those are the main guys that I look up to. And uh, <clears throat> like I said, it's not all about height. It's not all about how strong you are, how much you can bench. That's all great. But at the end of the day, you got to be smarter than these other guys. And Randy Reno, this up here, this brain up here is working all day, every day. Well, by smarter, though, I mean, do you mean cheating? Because you kind of alluded to interpreting the listen, rules listen. differently. And I just got to kind of call it out a little bit, Randy. I got to be real. I keep it real on the show. If you don't get caught. All right. Some of these referees, it's not my fault. They got one eye or they blind. That's on the referee's fault. Some people say, oh, you, you paid the referee. What we do but behind the match, behind the scenes, that's our business. All right. Okay. All that matters at the end of the day, 
It's who's a winner, who's a loser. Randy Reno, winner. Okay. Again, so not not the size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog. Okay. Even though the response was a little... Stupid saying. It's more, if you're Randy Reno, you're a winner. doesn't matter how big or small you are. That's more of a better saying. I'll work on that one. You leave those to me, all right? Leave the catchphrases to professionals, if you will. Okay. Well, I mean, I am a professional. I did I did go wow. to school for, for journalism. Okay, well, I've, I've got a lot. You can go to my website, march4th.podbean.com, and you can find out about the people that, that I've website? interviewed as well. Say I've interviewed website. people who have, I mean, not to toot my own horn, Mr. Reno, but I've, I've interviewed people who have sold millions of records around the world. I've written feature stories on some of the biggest bands in the world, Corn uh, being one of them. I'm sure you're very aware of, of them and what they meant to the new metal scene, as, as it were, as it came to be coined, and still one of the biggest bands on the planet. So, I mean, I, I've, I've talked to a few people in my day as well. What's that website again? March4th.podbean.com. Yeah, I'll probably never get with it, but okay. That's good for you. Can we get back to me? Sure, sure. A little disrespectful. I'm, I'm getting a little bit of a Napoleon kind of syndrome going on here. I mean, I, you know, I got no problem whether you're tall, whether you're shorter. I mean, you're I, the one that keeps bringing up this height. All right. And I'd really, I really don't appreciate it. All right. So you need to take that base out well, of your voice. You did call me Thanks, Mitchell a treble. couple of times. I mean, so, you know, if you take a, you take a swing, I'm going to take a couple of swings too, Mr. Reno. All right. Yo, first of all, your name's not important here. I am the guest of honor, okay? Okay. I'm okay. the one. You called me. Remember that. Jeez, can you believe this guy? Okay, okay. Well, let's get back on track here. Let's just, let's put it in the past. Let's get back on track. Another uh, thing that you're doing that, uh, you know, some might find pretty impressive is that you're also getting into films now. Is that correct? I, I see that you are playing a wrestler by the name of Cowboy Craig. For a movie that's due out in 2022, what can you tell people about that? First of all, I don't play characters. I am the character. Okay. okay. All right. And first of all, um, we're skipping ahead here. My first feature film is called Rex Park, Curse of the Golden Buddha. Um, it should be out sooner than later. Um, we did have a screening a couple months back. Of course, I look fantastic in it. Um, I play Johnny Bangs. Um, a great role. I think I did very well. Well, I mean, I know I did very well, um, but yeah, the next feature film, which is, I do am Cowboy Craig, uh, it's called Four Amigos, and I believe they just finished uh, filming on it last week. Um, all my scenes are already filled, um, already filmed. Obviously, they're perfect. Uh, one take is all I take. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, look at me. Um, but yeah, there's two movies out. Um, you can check them out on imdb.com. Again, Rex Park. Curse of the Golden Buddha should be in theaters sooner than later. I believe we're in talks with Netflix. Um, and then the next one, Four Amigos, the filming has just finished. Um, not quite sure when that will all go out. I'm not uh, the director. I'm just the talent. Netflix, huh? That's big time, man. A lot of eyeballs, obviously, on that. Well, yeah, I would hope so. I mean, they know. They heard Randy Arena was attached to the project. Um, so I assume that helped out in contract negotiations. Um, again, though, I'm not the director. I'm just a talent. And I saw that uh, Four Amigos, it's, it's a Jason Park flick. And is it Hypitude? Is that, am I saying that yes. right? Hypitude.com, at Hypitude on uh, all your social media. A fabulous director, um, a former actor, became a director. Okay. Uh, he's got great vision. I mean, obviously, first thing he did was get me signed on. So obviously, he knows what he's doing. Um, but the film, the first Rex Park, I saw the cut of it. 
It looks fantastic. He's done a fa- uh, wonderful job. And Four Amigos, like I said, they're still fil- or they just finished filming it. But from what I can tell, the stills I've seen, it looks like a fantastic movie as well. Now, can you tell people without giving too much away, Randy, uh, what what are the plots to these films? So uh, Rex Park, The Curse of the Golden Buddha. Um, I can tell you my role is fantastic. Um, okay. I only have uh, one or two scenes. Um, they didn't want to, you know, feature me too much, obviously. They were me getting all the press, which is fine. You know, I'm busy with wrestling. Um, but basically, there's a couple people, um, three friends, hard on their luck, need to pay rent. They decide to steal a golden Buddha. Um, the rest, you just got to sit along for the ride on that one. Um, Four Amigos is kind of a sequel to that. Um, I can't really get too much into that plot right now, but um, it does involve cars. It involves the uh, the tuner scene, if you will. A lot of really expensive cars are in this uh, film. Um, and, of course, it stars Randy Reno as Cowboy Craig. Um, so... You'll enjoy both of them if you enjoy anything of quality, because um, obviously I'm in it. Now, were any of your cars used in the in the making of this film? No, that- no, I would not let um, any of my luxury automobiles be anywhere near some of these people. I mean, we had to bring some extras in. If, no, just to answer your question, no, so I don't get in trouble. No. Okay, so nobody's touching Randy's vehicles. That's that is correct. My fleet of vehicles is only touched by Randy Reno. And maybe one of my drivers, if I feel like letting them drive. Uh, but, you know, I'm kind of a down-to-earth guy. I like to drive myself around uh, most of the time, okay. wherever I'm going. Okay. Like to be behind the wheel. Yeah, you could say that, Mitchell. Okay. Well, it's it's Michael. Remember, it's huh? Michael. That's okay, like the yeah. fourth time you've said that now, man. I mean, we've been talking for like a half hour. It's starting to get a little little disrespectful, Okay. You might be the best year generation, but I, you know, I'm I'm pretty good at what I do too here. All right, so yeah, I mean, that's debatable, but let go continue. Okay, a little disrespectful, a little disrespectful. Now, when you do these movies, Randy, do you do you improvise, my guy? You know, are you somebody who likes to, uh, you know, you mentioned one take. I mean, I, so do you memorize your lines? Do you do you improvise and people just feed off of your greatness because you're the best of your generation? Like, how does that work? Well, as you can tell, when I enter a room, I have a presence about me. I have an aura about me. Right. So I do have a script. Um, <laughs> obviously, I don't read it myself. Um, they give me notes, I guess, they, what they want me to say. But end of the day, Randy Reno is going to do what Randy Reno does. And that's okay. make magic. That's be entertaining. That's make it the best possible product it can be. Um, so to answer your question, no. Randy Reno does what Randy Reno does. And everybody else just follows suit. It's that simple. How close are these characters in these films to who you are in the ring? Well, they're kind of close. Um, you know, most of these people are energetic. They're enthusiastic about what they do. Um, these two individuals are not as wealthy as me in real life. Um, okay. They're not as successful as I am. So that, that was a big stretch for me. Right. Um, I mean, to be uh, Johnny Bangs, you know, a down on your luck guy. <laughs> Look at me. I'm not down on my luck. That took a lot of great acting. Um, so I like to pat myself on the back. I'm a phenomenal actor to be able to reach down to those depths to play those characters who aren't as great as me in real life. Um, but that's part of the business, you know? That's what you got to do as an actor, as an entertainer. Um, you got to stretch sometimes. Yeah, you speaking of stretch, uh, you know, you're the best of your generation for, for wrestling. 
Um, do you feel like it's a stretch to say that you could one day be on the level of somebody like a John Cena or The Rock, who obviously have had these uh, a real second life in the movie business outside of wrestling? That is not a stretch at all. Okay. Um, obviously, I think I am the best of my generation. My work backs that up. As far as being as big of those movie stars, um, I'm not there yet. I've not really focused on movies. If I wanted to focus on movies, obviously I'd be a bigger star. Um, but my main priority, my main passion is professional wrestling. Is that something down the line, perhaps? Um, but right now that I just did that for fun as a favor to Jason Park, great guy. Wanted to help him out, put my star power on that. Um, but that's not a stretch at all there, uh, Mitchell. Um, uh, again, it, again, it's Michael. You. Again, it's, it, it's Michael. Yeah, that's like, that's like the sixth time now. I mean, we could turn this in this. We could turn this into like a disrespectful game of like shots. Like every time somebody hears you say my name wrong, they take a shot of something. I mean, good you lord! Get all hot, Mitchie. Jeez, come on, I know you're the best here, of your Mitchie. generation, but show a little respect here. I mean, come on. Uh, speaking of respect, you mentioned Chris Jericho earlier. Another guy who's like you said, somebody that you look up to, that you 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 appreciate what he does, even though you're the best of your generation. Uh, AEW is obviously really taken off, man. Uh, based out of there in Atlanta, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, um, what's it like? Actually, what's that? It's out of Jacksonville. Jacksonville? Okay. Yes, well, but they have the connection with Turner in Atlanta, right? That's correct. Okay. You finally okay. got one right. There you go. Got finally got a fact right. My mistake. My mistake. Leave this guy. My mistake. Hey, you know what? You've called me Mitchell like six times. I mean, at least at least I knew that they were hooked up with Turner in Atlanta. But what what I'm getting at, Mr. Reno, if I may answer or excuse me, ask my question. um, You may have. Have you had any kind of run ins with with any of those folks being in that Atlanta area with that connection to Turner? Um, I've sent out uh, numerous um, resumes to Turner to be on TV, numerous resumes to AEW and WWE. Okay. Um, and also Ring of Honor, New Japan. Um, I consider myself one of the hottest free agents right now. Um, I don't have a contract with anybody. Open to do business with whoever, basically whoever wants to take over the wrestling business. Um, I'm glad there's multiple companies out there. A lot of competition's good for everybody. Um, you can pit one company against the other in a bidding war. Um, not saying everybody can do that, but obviously someone as my skill set is able to. So I'm glad that there's two major companies in the USA. I'm glad there's multiple wrestling companies around the world that all want Randy Reno services. Um, as far as right now, like I said, I'm a free agent. Um, just trying to find the best deal for myself, the best deal to put uh, food on my table, the best deal to put money in my pocket. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Randy, before we wrap this up, and thank you again so much uh, for, for gracing me with your presence uh, via via the internet here uh, remotely. Um, I really appreciate the time, sir, even though you've disrespected me and called me Mitchell multiple times. But we'll leave that alone. Um, we'll, we'll leave that one alone. Uh, Is there a question in there or what you're just going to – It's coming. It's coming. I thought I would pay you a compliment, man. I mean, come but on. I don't need compliments from people like you, all right? I know well, how great I am. Okay. All right. People like me. What exactly does that mean? People like me. You mean like a good dude who is respectful, does his homework. I mean, come on. I mean, what you know does what? that mean? This is your show. So I'll let you end on a positive note. You know what? Uh, Mikhail, you've done a, a pretty average job. So you can take it's, that. It's Michael. And I think I've done a pretty good job. We'll agree to disagree on that one. But uh, okay. is there... 
a final question because you know I got you know I got things to do here. I have I have a couple actually if it's if it's okay. Um, we'll see. Do you have a signature move? Obviously, there's a lot of signature moves out there. The stunner, right? I mean, what do you are you developing one? Do you have one if people come to see you? And what is your so, favorite signature move from from growing up from the wrestlers that you watched? Or if it's too hard to pick one, what are some of your favorite signature moves? So I uh, have a lot of moves in my arsenal, if you will. Um, my favorite is the one-eyed jack um, or the deuces wild is a submission move. Some say it's a ripoff of the Texas Cloverleaf. They're liars. Okay. Um, I invented it first. That's just a fact. Um, I'm no historian, but that's a fact. But as far as some of my favorite moves, um, I've always loved Eddie Guerrero's frog splash, um, the walls of Jericho, um, the stunner, obviously. I think everybody in the world knows that one. Um, and probably the greatest submission move by one of the greatest wrestlers who ever walked the face of this earth, the figure four by the nature boy, Ric Flair. So shout out to Ric Flair. You are a legend. And I appreciate everything you've done, my man. What's the best advice you've gotten on this path that you're on as the best of your generation? The best advice I got was people telling me to quit, was people telling me not to do it. Because I take all that negativity, all those naysayers, and turn it right around on them. Turn those negatives into a positive because there is nothing, and I mean nothing better, than to go out there when people are booing you, people telling you can't do something. Go out there put on a performance, come home with that victory and raise that championship belt right in their face. So all those negativity, please keep it coming. You can find me, randyreno.com, at Randy Reno on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, whatever you want. Come at me. It doesn't matter because I am the beacon of bravado, the best of your generation Was there anything else at the end Randy, of that? Uh, Randy Reno. I'm not sure why you cut me off in the middle of my catchphrase. All right. I didn't cut you off in the middle when you're Well, you paused for like seven seconds there. I just want to make sure everything was okay. I had to get all of the awesomeness, all of the era, and you ruined it. I mean, you, you ruined it. I don't, are we done here? I can't believe you ruined my catchphrase like that. Well, I, do you want to say it again? I mean, you know. You know what? Mitchell, Mikey, whatever you want to call I'm out of here. You had an average interview at best. I'm sure some people will say that's good, but not not for the best of your. Generation. I would like to think it's better than average. I mean, we covered your journey from Vegas to to the Georgia area. We talked about the people you're wrestling with. I mean, I, I, I what else? You know, if you're the best of your generation, how how could somebody who's the best at what they do call me Mitchell like nine times? I think now. Well, you know what? I've had enough of this. Okay, I'm out of here. Thanks for this another average, below average interview. I'm sure you'll get a lot of hits in this because of me. You're welcome. Goodbye. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And are you sure you're not John? I, I feel like you look. Listen, like you it- keep coming back to this. I've never been to Toledo, Ohio. I've never been to that one horse town, Christ the King, whatever <laughs> school you came from. I don't know who you are. And you know what? You keep bringing this up. You know what? No, I'm out of here. Goodbye. This is over. Cancel this call. I'm out. I'm gone. Okay. All right, Randy Reno, everybody, give them one more time for the people. Just let them know. I know you're upset right now. Let them know where they can find you online. I'll put up the links in the podcast description, but let them know. You better put up the links, but it's randyreno.com. You can get new pictures, all my merch, at Randy Reno on social media, Randy Reno, randy.reno1013. Goodbye.
there you have it. That was my conversation with wrestler Randy Reno based out of Georgia. Make sure you go follow him on Instagram and Twitter at the Randy Reno. And his website is randyreno.com where you can go get merch. And like he also mentioned on the podcast, not only is he wrestling throughout the South, but he's got a couple of movies coming out. And he was open to people coming at him on social. So if you're a wrestling fan and you got something to say, he's responsive. So again, make sure you go follow him on Instagram and Twitter at the Randy Reno. The website is randyreno.com. I would personally like to thank Randy for taking the time to do the show, even though he's by far the most arrogant and downright disrespectful guest I've ever had on March 4th. I do appreciate the time, Randy, and I appreciate you you know, going through your journey with me. Um, and full disclosure for, for everybody listening to this, and some of you may have picked up on it, uh, Randy and I do know each other. That's why we talked about Ohio a little bit. His legal name is John Brinkman. And he wanted to do the show in character because he's really taking the wrestling seriously. And this is his dream, man. And that's why I wanted to have him on the show because I really admire him going for what he loves. He's put the work in. He's been down south now for a few years, uh, started out as a referee, and has really put the time in the gym, training, and working with other wrestlers to do what he's doing, man. So uh, shout out, man. Uh, I love you, Johnny Boy, and I really appreciate you doing the show. And like I said, I mean, you know, we, we when we talked about it, he, he really wanted to do it in character because he's building this persona, and that's obviously huge in the wrestling game, and, and to have that level of mystery. And, and I talked about him, or talked to him about this, about, you know, being uh, open at the end about who he really is and whatnot. But yeah, uh, you know, we've known each other since 1998, man. Um, we both are from Toledo, Ohio, originally. And the way it worked back then, so I went to public school, but if you were a member of your church and you took what they called, I don't even know what the acronym stands for, to be honest with you, but it was called like CCD classes, they called them. They were basically just like religious education classes that myself and other public school kids who went to Christ the King Church that you would take. It was like once a week on Sundays for like an hour or two or whatever. And by taking those classes, it it, it was what allowed you to get, you know, um, you know, first communion and confirmation and all that stuff. And you could also play sports for the church. So starting in fifth grade, um, I started playing sports for, for Christ the King. And that's when I met John was like, it was probably like August of 1998. We were 10-year-old kids and met him playing football and, um, you know, ended up making the switch in junior high starting in seventh grade going to Christ the King. So I went to school with him for a couple of years. We went to different high schools in Toledo, but uh We've stayed in touch. Uh, we're obviously, you know, not super close like we were back then when we were going to school together. But, you know, I'm one of those people, man, that, you know, if you're friends with me, you're friends for life. You know what I'm saying? And so he's a guy that uh, from a distance, you know, I've admired uh, this wrestling journey that he's been on. Uh, one of my best friends, Dave, uh, shout out Dave, when you listen to the show, I remember him sending me a, um, a screenshot one day and he was like, hey, man, do you recognize any of those faces? And I was looking at my text message, and I'm like, I don't know. And he was like, top left corner or whatever. He goes, dude, that's John. He's like down south now, and he's wrestling. And John's always been into wrestling since since we were kids, man. And um, I was like, oh, that's really cool. And, and like I said, it had been a minute since we had caught up. So getting back in touch with him has been really cool because uh, – and I've told him this, but uh, – you know, again, with this show, the the theme being perseverance and moving forward, I just thought it was really cool that somebody that I know is going after their dream, man, and put, putting the time in and, 
you know, moving away from home. He originally went down there with a, with a mutual friend of ours, and um, and then he decided to stay down there, and he's really taken the training seriously. He's worked with a couple of different promotions now, like Face to Face and Deep South, and wrestled in places throughout the South. And so, I, I just really admire his hustle and putting the time in to to chase his dream, man. And so, uh, John, again, thanks so much for doing the show. And so, I, I just thought it was really cool to to share that on this show, man. Uh, you know, for any kids out there, there's no dream too big, you know. And and I think a lot of us, you know, come from environments where you know, people, people tend to, and maybe I shouldn't speak in absolutes like that. Maybe it's just where I grew up, but I do think people, people in your life, especially the people who care, they mean well, but at the same time, as another guest of the show said recently, nobody knows you better than you, right? So intentions can be made well, but at the same time, at the end of the day, it's your life and how you choose to live it is exactly that. It's how you choose to live it. And the dreams that you have, that's another piece of advice from from uh, Steve Harvey, you know, uh, that I was listening to one day on YouTube. You know, a great way to kill a big dream is to, to share it with a small-minded person, you know. Your dreams aren't for anybody else to understand. They were given to you. So I say all that to say I think it's really awesome that somebody who I grew up with, who I am still friends with, um, even though we're not as close as we were, obviously, when we were going to school together when we were in junior high, at Christ the King, you know, it's it's really cool to me that John is chasing his dreams and really putting in the work. You know, I think it's awesome because there's so many people who never even take that first step. You know, they never even open the car door and get in the, the, the driver's seat and turn the keys. You know what I'm saying? They, they never, they don't have the courage or, or, or maybe other voices in their life are telling them to do something different and they just never, never chase that down, you know. And um, that was something that I even thought about on my path and I still think about sometimes, you know, when fear starts to get in the way you go man you know what if you know what if kevin bacon never left his hometown you know what if uh you know jennifer lawrence never left her hometown you know i you know what if all these bands that i love you know didn't you know they put down the guitar and they did something else like we wouldn't have all these albums we wouldn't have all these movies like the the fact that there's people doing it not only does it show that yes there's people who actually do this and they do it for a living but it just goes to show you even if you never get to that point, you know, in terms of being a, a world famous musician or a world famous movie star or a podcaster like Joe Rogan, who's known throughout the world and has millions of downloads per show, like there's there's no limit to what you can do except for the limits that you put on yourself. And everybody has different definitions of success. But to me, what I'm learning in, in, in my path, just as a 33 year old man now, is that, uh, you know, life is really short. I remember being 23 years old like it was yesterday, and I'm sitting here now recording this episode, and it's like, dude, I'm 33 years old, man. And the last 10 years, there's been a lot that's happened, but when you really sit down and you look back on it, you go, wow, it does all go pretty fast. And I feel like the older you get, the faster it does seem to go. You know, years when I was a kid seemed to take a lot longer. And maybe it's just because you're in school and you don't always love what you're learning or whatever, but like, you know, time flies, man. And so, Life is yours to do with it what you will, but we, we all have that hourglass, you know? We're, we're not immortal, so make the most of your time. If you have dreams, uh, chase them, you know? And, and don't let people deter you because of the odds or because of practicality or any of that because there's a lot of people with careers in film, uh, careers in entertainment, careers in music, and they're not the person that's on the stage, you know, rocking out with a solo or the person that 
is in the movie or the person taking the stage winning the Oscar. There's a lot of people who, you know, are behind the scenes and work in production or have different paths. So whatever your dreams are, man, don't don't think that they're too big. Chase them. They were given to you for a reason, and I think all of us owe it to ourselves to explore the things that we truly love, the things that we will pursue regardless of the financial impact, regardless of what people say. Those things that you didn't ask for, that you love to do, go chase them down. So anyway, that's my little spiel to close this thing out, man. Uh, Johnny Boy, I love you. I appreciate you taking the time to do the show, and uh, I, I wish you nothing but the best, brother. I'm, I'm really happy and excited for you that uh, that you're chasing your dreams and you're making things happen in the South with the wrestling, man. So, again, everybody, go follow Randy Reno on Instagram and Twitter at the Randy Reno. His website is randyreno.com. You can follow me on Instagram at March Fourth Pod on Twitter at Mike V Bauman. And as I mentioned at the top, the host site is marchfourth.podbean.com. So, if you would be so kind, if you enjoyed this, tell a friend to tell a friend. For anybody who I went to school with back in the day who checked out this show. I love y'all, and I thank y'all, and truthfully, man, eighth grade was probably one of my favorite years of school. Uh, I just feel like that class had a unique bond, man. I don't know if it was, you know, with 9-11 and our D.C. trip getting canceled and then rescheduled, but for everybody listening to this who went to Christ the King and is part of that class of 02, just know that y'all hold a special place in my heart, man, because uh, that was a really good year for me, you know? I I just felt like I... um, I felt like we... I I just felt like we we had a bond as a class, man, and... um, you know, the, the I will always hold like 2001, 2002 near and dear to my heart. You know, um, it was a couple of years after my parents got divorced. It was tough initially making that transition from public school to Catholic school and junior high and, you know, not feeling comfortable in my own skin and having insecurity and anxiety issues and OCD issues and stuff that I really didn't know how to deal with that back then. And, you know, it's, it's uh, taken me years to really figure out how to deal with some of those things. And, I feel like we're in a place in society now where people are more open talking about those things. But I had those issues back then, you know, so that's why I didn't go to a lot of the dances and stuff. I was painfully shy. I dealt with panic attacks, sometimes to the point where I would get sick, like physically ill, because I would get like so freaked out and I just didn't know how to handle stuff. So uh, it wasn't that I thought I was too cool for school or whatever. I just, I would get nervous around crowds and stuff, man. But uh, anyway, I, I feel like I've, I'm going down too many rabbit holes and tangents. But if you are listening to this and you went to Christ the King, and in particular you graduated me, uh, graduated with me in the class of 2002, uh, like John and I did, man, uh, just know that I appreciate y'all. And that was a, a, a good year of my life, you know, despite the crazy things that were happening in our country, like... Um, I think one of the benefits of that is that it brought people closer together. And I think in, in some ways it did with, with that class. Uh, so I hope all of you are smiling and that life finds you well, if you're listening to this. And on that note, again, I just want to thank everybody for listening. I appreciate y'all by the next episode. I think we're going to be over 5,000 downloads and that's, uh, just, uh, just really cool, man. I really appreciate that. So I love y'all. I thank y'all keep the faith and be kind to one another. Peace.